Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we are The Duality Project. And you're listening to The Self-Study Podcast. The Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer the self-study program, self-study one-on-one coaching, this podcast, the My Self-Study Practice Guided Journal and Workbook, and Heartland, our online community, to support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Through exploration and awareness, you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier, healthier, and more grounded. We're so glad you're here. Y'all, this is our final episode of season one of the Self-Study Podcast. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we're so excited about that. And we've had so much fun like showing up regularly in this space and in this way and being in conversation through the podcast. Like the... The most fun part about the podcast is when somebody like either like responds on a DM or even like something I've had a lot of fun with recently is like clients being like, okay, I was listening to this episode and this is how like, how can I apply this to my life? Or like this has brought up some stuff for me about how this shows up in my life. And so it's just like, it's been such an incredible tool for like conversation and going deeper with people, um, like both in my personal life and in like my work life. And so, yeah, it's just been so much fun. Yeah, I've really appreciated the opportunity that doing the podcast has given us to um, spend more time, like long form talking through these themes that we know are so important for a self-study practice and being able to like integrate and convey that to other people. Also, you know, I love hearing what you've loved about it since y'all know I spent like three years trying to get Kate to start a podcast with me (laughs) and here we are yeah it's been fun it's been a lot of fun yeah and like I think I feel so grateful to have an outlet to talk about what is a self-study practice without feeling like um because for a long time we tried to like do this like via Instagram basically and like do it via like social media platforms where you have to like cut everything down into like a one minute blurb of what it is but like two major words that came up for me maybe in like I mean, definitely 2020 brought them to the forefront, but like nuance and then also dialogue. And like a dialogue is where like you have a back and forth conversation about something. I say something, you say something, and you can go at it for like a long time. You know, that's like what having a dialogue is. And I think that like the reality of Instagram is that like in the same, you know, like in the same moment where you see somebody post about like, oh, like nuance is important, blah, blah, blah. You also see somebody post about like, this is a this is a black and white situation. You know, like if this, then this, like every single time. And so it's like, I feel sometimes like, at least on my Instagram feed, there's like a, oh yeah, nuance is a thing. And like, there has to be space for nuance. But at the same time, that doesn't feel like my reality. And so it feels like, or like the reality of Instagram, that there can actually like be nuance. Um, And so this like podcast and like having the conversations that have come from the podcast feels so like, wow, nuance does actually exist. And it is important. And there's a way we can do it. But not but not in a we can't have nuance when we're saying this is the answer. This is right. And this is wrong. There's like no nuance in that. Yeah, I love what you're speaking to in that because it really does feel like 
social media specifically is like we're just consuming content and like being given it feels like a space of being given answers right and Mm -hmm. like even when we know that that's not how it works that's how the content is presented and consumed and and given uh, answers but also like values like I feel like Instagram you know like people tell you what your values and your beliefs should be Totally. You're getting told and spoon fed and like, yeah, really like pushed at things. And then like to have a conversation and to have a dialogue and for honestly, like, you know, we love this. And so to get to do this and then like share it, I'm hoping and imagining and the feedback we've gotten is like, yeah, like y'all listeners are getting to have a a different conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. or maybe with others in your lives that continue off of this like longer form dialogue and like isn't that so much more human as an experience right that we like in community even if it's not you're right here with me but like we're getting to like sort through things together and like yeah I just think there's so much value in that and also like so much space like it feels so much more spacious in my body and my brain and then when where there's space there can be healing whereas like that kind of like being told what your values are what your beliefs are like how and what you should consume what you should believe to be true like what you should do about xyz um honestly that is like micro traumas in our nervous systems of like reinforcing like oh I should be a certain way I should fix myself I should you know all the shoulds around self-growth or development or self-improvement that we know are not rooted in truth Mm -hmm. yeah and I love what you just kind of said about like uh we did a training one time at the gym uh, at get fit 615 about becoming like trauma informed, be, being a trauma informed, like gym space. And, um, we talked about basically like little T, little T traumas. And that's like the shit that you run into like over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again that, um, you know, that like ultimately are traumas, you know, they ultimately are traumas, but like, um, there's this narrative that like trauma is just like one big thing that happens to you. And that's like, that's what the trainer who came, the therapist that came to talk to us, like, um, she talked about like, that's how, that's what people think trauma is like one big situation. You were traumatized from it. You can go to therapy. You can talk about this one situation and then you get to like get healed from this one thing. But like little T trauma is like, so something that gift hit 615, like part of, part of the, core of our work was like, um, a lot of the like eating disorder stuff and the eating disorder stuff and the body image stuff. And that comes from the fitness industry onto clients. And like, ultimately it is diet culture and diet culture is everywhere. We look a little T trauma that says you shouldn't be like this. You should always be trying to get smaller. You should always be trying to get fitter. You should be able to run a marathon at any given moment. And absolutely you should not have I don't know, your body should absolutely look this like one particular way. And so it's really important to consider and to to notice like those little T traumas that happen in your life, like call them microaggressions, call them macroaggressions, like anything. But it's like, um, yeah, like notice those things, like notice those things where 
every time you see something that tells you this one thing, like how does your body respond to that? What is it like even to open up Instagram? Like, are we kind of traumatizing ourselves every time we open them up and look at the same shit that tells us how shitty we are as people and how our values are so shitty and, um, you know, yeah. I want to say something about this because it has become so clear to me what you're speaking to the like (laughs) assault of social media since we started Heartland because y'all yes just a little plug for Heartland I'm gonna pick up my phone throughout the day no matter what or I'm gonna like close a text message and then like you know there's the screen I'm on my phone and the difference in my nervous system in its reaction when I open Heartland versus Instagram is wildly different. And my capacity to choose how much I engage in what way and then step away in Heartland versus Instagram is like insanely different. Because totally. when I op- when I like go to Heartland, I know that I'm going to get really like um, – you know, like I want to say the word positive because it is like a positive space. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that we don't talk about hard things, right? It just means that the general tone is hopeful and like caring caring and compassionate. And so I know I'm going to get that. I know that the conversations in there are about gratitude or maybe just like sharing the mug I'm using for the day, like really can be light and also I have permission to be more vulnerable and transparent because Mm -hmm. it feels like safer because it's not like open for literally the entire world to possibly or potentially see and honestly it has just like felt so soothing to have that as an alternative and I find myself like opening Instagram specifically and just like I don't know, 30 seconds later, like, I can't handle this. And I just, like, close it and put it away. Okay. So, like, <laughs> all of this is really making me feel so. So for many years now, Ruby and I have been talking about we have such a barrier of, like, doing Instagram. Like, for ourselves as people, but then also, like, on behalf of the business, you know? Like, um, and oh, two things. One, One also thing I recognize for myself about Heartland is the freedom to not have the answers on in Heartland. Like Mm. we're doing a 30 day self-love like challenge right now. And like, I never have to, cause it's just every day. Like, what did you do today to like support yourself? And if I were doing this on Instagram, I would feel like I had to wrap it up in some kind of bow or like provide some sort of education or information or like or something. Have the right picture to go with it. God, yeah, totally. But in Heartland, it's just like, wow, like I did this training and it, and like I hadn't processed any of it, you know, and, and I, and it made me feel some kind of way that needed some care. And so all I had to write about was the care that I did, not about any of the rest of it. And so like that is so liberating to just be able to like show up as you are and still share. Like on Instagram, I don't feel like I can just show up as I am and share. I have to do all of this fucking work first in order for it to become Instagram appropriate. Mm. But I don't feel that in Heartland. And then also like, um, 
okay, like if we think about that, like in life, uh, you have somebody in your life who you can only show up with, um, when you are at your best, when you're fully processed, you can only show up with this person. Um, there's no space for like, yeah, I don't already have the answer for that. Or even like, yeah, I'm not even interested in processing that with you. I just wanted to tell you, like, I just wanted to share where I'm at. And so like, imagine if Instagram were one of your friends who like, if you showed up with them all the time and every time they were telling you, this isn't the right way to feel, you must process this before you can move forward. Um, your didn't values you see are this on the news. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you see this on the news? Like there's a lot of other people suffering more than you are. Um, like how can you possibly be having a good day when everybody else is going through everything else that everybody else is going through? Like, yeah. Like, and, and you would stop engaging with that person. You would eventually like kind of ghost them. You would just like pull back from them. And even as we're talking about this, I have a few friends who I, at first I thought like, wow, this person is really like supporting my growth. But actually what it feels like they were kind of doing every time I was hanging out with them was like kicking me in the guts. And so it's like, that's what Instagram feels like. And so it's the difference between like, you know, like every time Ruby and I talk to each other, Ruby's, you know, we go like, oh, how are you? And then we, a lot of times we just kind of will say like, wow, that sounds really tough. Or like, damn girl, you're really going through it. And, and we leave it at that, you know, like we're not always like processing or like trying to get to the root, you know, like the generational root of whatever the thing is. Sometimes it's just like, this is how life is. And like those relationships feel so fulfilling. I'm able to feel like at ease with those people. But I guess anyways, wrapping it all up, long story short, would you continue chilling with Instagram? If Instagram was one of your friends, like probably not. And I love mm-hmm. also the part you're just like uh, bringing awareness for me to the part that's like, in Heartland, we're not in there like, coaching people or like you Mm -mm. know like trying to like give them advice or like fix what they have to share and I think that's such a special thing too it's like for sure that's not the point of the space this space exists so that everyone can show up and like we know that by putting words to things by having the um opportunity to share on a personal level having that space externally in community that opens up and allows the process of healing and growth to take place and that it doesn't always have to be this like um down to the nitty-gritty someone tell me exactly what to do so I can fix it that it's like it's actually like our evolution is a very natural process for us Mm -hmm. as humans and when we feel safe and contained and supported in that it happens on its own and we know we have the intuition and knowing for when it does require maybe a little bit more friction or looking or doing but generally speaking this like soft gentle way is how we evolve over time yeah and you know I noticed too like a lot of um a lot of my experience with like being friends with people who are in this kind of work like this like just intentional self growth, self-discovery, like, yeah, realize, like, people who realize and recognize that, like, they have 
an impact in the world, people who feel like generally empowered as people, but then also want to take um, care of that, you know, like instead of just like wielding power, you know, whatever, um, but wanting to be like aware of that, you know, like how am I showing up in the world? Um, I find a lot of times that people feel in relationships that um, if they're intentionally in this work, then they recognize that in a lot of their relationships, like this has definitely been something that I've noticed in my, yeah, can you hear something weird? Alexa, stop. You're on mute. Alexa was trying to tell me to take my vitamins. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> I was like, is someone in my house? Me too. I thought someone was in my house. But she is. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So like, I find that a lot of people feel like their role in their relationships is to always support the growth of the other person and um like sometimes I recognize that that's certainly my role like but now I'm in a place in my relationships where I'll be like do you want me to ask you like do you want me to help you process this do you want me to just listen to you like and I really like I used to ask questions like that, but I also used to feel a little bit of judgment. Like when somebody would be like, I just want to talk about it. And I'd be like, or, you know, they'd be like, I just want you to listen or something. And I'd feel a little bit of judgment about that. But now, because I really am like, yeah, because our evolution is just going to happen. Like when we're people who's in this kind of work, like it's just going to happen because that's the awareness and the orientation that you have to the world. And so you're not going to just like all of a sudden like fall off your self-growth and then become like terribly shitty or something. Like that's just not what's going to happen. Not at and all. So and now I, I – Yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, well, just now I'm able to really feel like I don't have to be because it's emotionally draining for me. It's exhausting for me and it's not fulfilling for me when I feel like every relationship that I have, I am supposed to have answers, be inspirational and help this person process. Like I actually am not. I can't do that. That's unreasonable. And it doesn't feel good for me. And I don't feel connected. And so I've like stopped doing that in my relationships. And like heart heartland really is like an invitation to not feel like you have to be that person all the time. Like, oh, I can just show up and me being here is good. Yeah. And like posting anything like is contribution. Like every time someone puts mm -hmm. something in there, I'm just like, oh, I love wow. it. Like, I just love seeing it. And like, okay. I do have something else I want to add. And though, just a side note, you know how you like thumbs up like something on like social media or whatever? Yeah. On, in Heartland, it's a little like clapping emoji that says inspired. <laughs> and like, it, I, just, I love I, that. I, I love yeah, that. I know. I also want to just like throw this out there and bring it to presence is like, I don't know, consider that what we are doing and like your presence as a listener and like because you're here we know that you're also like up to the same uh desire to grow 
Yeah. And let's consider, though, that we don't actually have to do any of this. All this is like icing on the cake. Humans have been evolving for thousands and thousands of years and and like getting better at being human naturally. Like maybe we can consider and have some hope that like even if we did none of this, eventually, right, we would all evolve in that like more hopeful direction. And obviously there's something to our efforts, but just like taking the pressure off that it's like not up to any of us as single individuals or even us together in this moment in time. It's not like our sole responsibility to make sure that the world keeps turning or that people keep evolving. Because like, that is going to happen. And so cool that we have the opportunity, privileges, and bandwidth to put effort into that as well, which is mm-hmm. just going to like, um, you know, speed up the timeline. Totally. Yeah. I saw a thing the other day, the other day, months ago, years ago, I don't know, but that like hope is in action. Like, and I just love like, I love knowing that like the action of hope though is also like spread out amongst all of us. Like me doing hope alone doesn't really make hope happen. Does that make sense? It's like us doing hope together is what generates like it. Gen- yeah what is what generates the real true embodied feeling of hope and then it's also what keeps hopefulness alive so like separating from each other and like isolating our hope doesn't actually move us forward and continue the evolution of of us but hopefulness together in action together does And that's what Heartland kind of feels like. It feels like a bunch of people who are like, yeah, like, yeah, in our own little bubbles for sure, as we are, but like coming together and like doing hopefulness. And, you know, because part of my hope is that like, I can wake up in the morning and feel connected. And we do, yeah, like Ruby keeps talking about this mug channel that we have. We have this channel in Heartland that is just like, post a picture of your favorite mug, you know? And it's like, it's so lovely to wake up to like a bunch of people having posted pictures of them, maybe alone having coffee, but sensing the connection and sharing. This is my mug. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Wow. So what we're getting to is that, um, so like for this episode, we're gonna talk about some hot takes for your self-study practice. And basically Heartland is a self-study practice hot take join heartland totally a million percent (laughs) and also like you see us post on stuff we do it together as a reminder that we're not alone that is not just like fluffy ooh, feel good like i'm not alone like you know when you tell somebody you're like yeah i'm wildly depressed and they're like wow i've been depressed before like i feel you you're not alone that doesn't actually help me feel not alone to be honest what feels not alone is that also when someone else comes to me and they say I am, I'm, you know, like I'm feeling wildly depressed and, and like, it's a together truthfulness and honesty about like where we are, what we're up to, what's actually going on. Not necessarily, it's not a give and a take. It's a, we are together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In it together. 
Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, like, last little bit about Instagram versus Heartland. (laughs) Um, Everybody delete Instagram immediately. You'll be better for it. We all will be. But, like, that's part of the thing about, like, social spaces. Social media was created with the intention of connection. And blah, blah, blah. We don't have to go into, like, what it's evolved to over the last decade. But, like, being in a space like Heartland creates the actual space and opportunity to participate and realize, like, oh, we're in this together. Versus, like, um, I think about, like, Instagram specifically. Like, yes, sometimes I can, like, read that someone else has posted, like, oh, I'm having a shit time. And I'm, like, I'm also having a shit time. But, like, very rarely would I like actually respond to them or like engage Mm -hmm. with them. And so then there's like actually not, there's kind of like surface level or like uh, false connection that's created versus like having a space that more organically actually allows for interaction because it's not like I'm watching this person's life through a screen. It's actually like we're participating together and like sharing with one another. Totally. Well, and the importance that we know through dialogue and engagement with real humans is that um, it takes that friction in order to mm-hmm. grow and to evolve. And so it just feels a little like, um, yeah, like the the vibe or the atmosphere in socials is a little more like I'm protecting my views And, like, definitely it has, like, felt this way for me, too. Like, this is a space where I post what I think because, like, this is a protected space where I get to just, like, have my thoughts and no one can, like, question them. And we know that, like, curiosity and questioning is the the place where growth and connection gets to happen. So, and also it's so important to have safe or like brave containers for which that dialogue to happen so that there is mutual respect and like some ground rules in terms of engagement present and that's what Heartland gives us and now I'm like this whole episode is just join Heartland. It's about Heartland. (laughs) (laughs) Okay so do join Heartland and and you know there's just like (laughs) there's just like an energy that you can like be with other people and that you can ask questions without it being, well, let me challenge you on what you're thinking. It's like, no, I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm not trying to like come for you. I just am here. I am just also here with you. And I have a question, you know, it's what's coming up for me. Can we talk about what's coming up for me and what's coming up for you? And for Mm -hmm. both of those things to be allowed and okay and adorable, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so let's, since, (laughs) let's talk about, yeah, some hot takes. What have we learned this season on this podcast, Rubes? What? Real quick, can we, can we, can we pause for a short housekeeping update and just like the highlights? Because I would hate to not share about the self-love collection. Of course. Okay, so a few housekeeping hot takes. 
and then we'll get into self-study practice hot takes. Um, the You're Doing Great shop has launched a new self-love collection. You're really going to want to get in there, especially after you join Heartland and you get into Mug Club and you're going to be like, I'm going to need a new mug for this. And we have several in this collection. We have a Crumbs yes. and Hot Cake mug. We have a Self-Love Club mug. We have a Loving on Myself mug. We have an I'm Doing Great, You're Doing Great mug. It's okay, excellent. and if you're watching on the podcast, you see Ruby's cute little background. Sh- no, not your mug. Show us your art. Yes, Ruby. So there's um, artwork by Ruby in our self-love collection, and you're going to need it, and you're going to want it. And also, you know, your life has been transformed already by the phrase, um, crumbs are not cake. We know it has because it's transformed our lives and here you are listening to the podcast so we know that it has impacted you if you've been impacted by the podcast so like um yeah you really need some artwork from ruby oh yeah i love my little cake it's pink and lavender me too my favorite colors yeah um, so we cute. also we have shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of stuff so like get in there get yourself love merch we know that when this podcast launches will probably be after you know valentine's day or whatever and self-love Who cares? is a 365 day <laughs> absolutely and it's a practice do. and it is a practice that we do in relationship with other people so um there's never a bad time for self-love and also um saint valentine doesn't get to tell us what to do Never a bad time <laughs> for a new mug, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you want to tell us real quick, tell us about the self-study program and what we need to know so we can get into it. Yeah, the self-study program, the applications are open. It's a nine-month-long program. It starts in March. It starts the third week in March. And we have four different cohorts. We have one cohort that is the all-y'all cohort. So any anybody goes. Um, there's another cohort that's for parents and something you need to know about this cohort is that it is not a parenting course. It is not how to be a parent. It is attunement to your life, to your attunement to yourself. It is learning how to attune to yourself and what's going on. And, um, it is a container with other parents who are also in your same boat, doing the same kind of things that you're doing. Um, and also figuring out how to attune to themselves in this new landscape of life that is parenting. If there are two parents, both parents are invited and welcome to join for no additional cost. So like say month one, parent number one comes, and then outside of month number one, they're getting to talk to their partner. This is what we talked about in the program. Great. Month number two, switch off. Parent number two comes to the meeting. Parent number one takes the kiddos to the park. You know what I mean? Um, So both parents are welcome to come if there are two parents. Um, The cohort for 20-somethings. That's Ruby and I, we're 20-somethings in this work. um, And such a special and transformative time to be attuning to yourself. And um, something that I notice is like, I felt like my growth just like happened so fast in my 20s, like Mm -hmm. honestly, like whiplash sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so what this container can really support you in is like ground, continuing to like ground in yourself so that you don't feel like you are 
going through whiplash on a regular basis. Like it's okay to maybe experience the world going through a little bit of whiplash, but we can together with another, you know, again, a cohort of 20 somethings, other people who are in your same phase of life, um, you know, again, learning to attune to themselves and ground in that way. Um, something that's fun about that cohort is that, um, buy one, get one. So the idea is that you bring a friend and then you both get 50% off of the cost of the program. Um, again, we do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. And so instead of being the coach in your friendships, who's always asking the questions and like Mm. doing this stuff, you create a container of friends and peers who are all doing it. So the burden of this gets to be taken off of your shoulders and honestly put onto me and Ruby as the facilitators. We can be the ones, we are the ones who ask the questions. We got it. That's what we're here for. Now you just get to participate and soften into Mm -hmm. it. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. That was a big lesson for me and Ruby. Even though we were doing it together, we were just really, really hard (laughs) on ourselves. You know, it it doesn't have to be that way. Um, And then... Oh my gosh, this is, you know, one that I'm looking really forward to is it, it's the, um, it's a cohort that's for therapists and coaches and other people in like the helping fields. Also people who are, um, like oriented to being in this work. Um, you know, like I think about people like me and Ruby, we're oriented to it because we have felt this like internal drive for ourselves. And then also what that means is that chances are like, you're good at like emotional labor in all of your relationships. And again, do you feel tired and depleted at the end of your day because you don't feel connected to yourself or to your relationships because you're always working? Um, so, and, and a conversation we've had a lot with like some of our friends in this work, like a few therapist friends of ours is like, the landscape for our work and for just like people out in the world has completely changed since 2020. The world has done like a, I mean, honestly, the pandemic and the ongoing pandemic has been like a global trauma. And so like, yeah, we're all micro T's. Capital T, micro T's, just like big T, little T, big T, little T all the time. And so like, yeah, our, our work, um, people are gravitating towards more than ever because they're fi- people are finally going like, oh my God, I need some fucking help. And then here we are. And then we're also going through it all. And then we're like, oh my God, I need some fucking help. So this isn't a, this isn't a, again, it's not a course on how to become a coach or a therapist. It is how to, again, I'm going to use that word attunement. I love that word attunement. How are you continuing? How are you continuously attuning to yourself? And then navigating the world appropriately like how are you shifting processes in your work because of how you're attuning to yourself so that you can continue to do this work this important work and this job that you have totally Mm -hmm. yeah apply for the self-study program yeah and um there, so when you apply, th- there's a there's a link to set up a phone call with us so that you can talk about like hey like I applied for this. I like y'all. I don't know, you know, I don't know what we're doing. Like, what are we doing? Um, Like, that's often an experience. If you're like, um, if you're like, hey, I really feel like called to do this program, but also like, what are we going to be doing? 
Uh, Ruby and I will give you two things. We'll give you some answers to go like, this is what this will look like. We'll, we'll meet at once a month for all of the programs. We'll meet once a month. We'll have a two hour phone call. Um, we'll give you like homework and exercises to do at home throughout the program. You'll have one-on-one phone calls with the both of us. So like if you're feeling stuck in a certain kind of way, or just like, I need some support working through this thing outside of the group that you'll have phone calls that you'll be able to schedule when you need to schedule those. Um, and then, so like, yes, we can tell you things like that, like what actually is the program, but we can't tell you what it's gonna, how your life is gonna evolve because of the program. Like whatever comes up is what comes up. There's no right or wrong way to be or feel once the program is complete. Ruby, can do you want to say some things about that? I feel like we get like, what's going to happen for me? And it's like, well, we can't know that. Yeah, I love that you're bringing that up. Because I think, you know, often in our line of work, you see people promising to give you XYZ or whatever in a much shorter amount of time. And we just Mm -hmm. what we understand about self study is that there are no guarantees in any particular time frame. Because that's not how it works. And also, I mean, I feel confident enough to say, though, Kate, that like, y'all, if you join the self-study program and you participate and you do the homeworks and you practice and think about and apply it, what you're like learning and like seeing in your life to your life, I, I do feel confident that I can guarantee we can guarantee that at the end of the program, things will feel different or you will have clarity around something you need to do or you will feel more competent and capable in at least one area of your life. Mm -hmm. There will be a minimum of one opening. That could be guaranteed. And what I would like to just repeat again, Ruby said something that's very important if you participate. So if you think that you are going to sign up for the self-study program and then just like become happier, healthier, more grounded without showing up to the meetings, without participating in the conversation, without doing any of the stuff on your own time, without doing any of the work that is required for like attunement, then like, yeah, you won't get anything out of this program and you'll be mad. And you know, <laughs> what Ruby and I have to say about that is like, mm-hmm, yep. And it's and it goes for anything. In your life, if you don't participate, you won't feel fulfilled. Mm. If you don't participate in your relationships, they won't feel good. Wow. If you don't off. participate, yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah, I mean, anything. If you don't participate, it won't, you won't get anything out of it. And you're not like, Whatever. You're not making a point by sitting back and being like, I'm not getting anything out of this. (laughs) You have to participate in things, even even in whatever. I don't have to keep going on (laughs) the things you have to participate in. But like, yeah, if you are unhappy with something in your life, if something is not fulfilling to you, if you don't like whatever is going on, you checking out, like ghosting out of the thing is not going to change the thing. It's not going to evolve that thing to become something that you like by checking out. 
So the same thing goes for your life. Which again is like why we've created the self-study program in the same way that we have talked at length today about the benefits of Heartland. The self-study program is the larger container for that same stuff, right? It's like it has more framework around it. So we do have more structure about the conversations, but it creates like that similar container where it's like we're all on the same page about what we are up to like what we want to um dig into and see how we can apply it to our lives so there is like the commonality of um content also a space where we encourage open sharing and curiosity and in that way just like being in the container is and like showing up to the container is a huge part of Mm-hmm. the benefit and the work of the self-study program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we had um, self-study hours today. And um, sometimes I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? But all I have to do is show up. And then I'm like, oh, there's a gajillion different things that I could do during this time. This time is for this. I could get out my journal. I could, I'm right now I'm doing a post-it note project over, you know, like, and those things like come up, like, what can I do comes up if you show up. Yeah. First. Love it. We can't wait to see you at the self-study program. And then last little housekeeping thing. If you don't have the, my self-study practice guided journal and workbook yet, what are you doing? Get over there, get in it, link in the show notes, um, leave a five-star review, tell us what you love about it. It really is like our work distilled into a workbook for you to work through. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Well. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, let's okay, get into some let's of those hot takes, it. Ruby. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, hot takes. You go takes. first. You pick the first one that you want to do. Okay, hot takes of a self-study practice that we have gotten present to in the first season of the podcast. A huge one for me right now that I think has been evolving over the whole last year, and I just feel like I can put words to it now, is that I recognize about myself that I am highly intrinsically motivated. I'm a very high like achiever personality and also I do best when there is external accountability involved when there is some sort of scaffolding of structure that gives me a place to put my motivation into action and experience and see the impact of that. It's just been like really huge for me to be able to put words to it and then be like, oh, and that doesn't make my internal motivation incomplete. It doesn't mean I don't have enough willpower. It doesn't mean that I'm not like strong enough or whatever to like just do it on my own. It really means that I have grown enough to allow and encourage and accept how important community and the people in my life are for helping me fulfill who I am and also achieve the goals I want to achieve and do the things I want to do and create a life that I want to live. So that's just been like so cool to be able to like 
accept and wrap my like thoughts around. And then I was talking with a client this past week and she is part of a an ADHD discord community and something that she has noticed from there that she was sharing with me was that there's this concept in the ADHD community called body doubling and Kate and I have talked a lot about um like what self-study hour gives us because that's like my other like favorite part of Heartland (laughs) is that self-study hour is like literally just like the time exists. We log on so we see each other. If you want to share what you're going to do, cool. If you want to share at the end what you did, cool. If not, whatever. If you are an introvert, this is your dream environment. You log on for accountability and then you spend the hour to do your self-study. And I find for myself, just in the last few weeks, I feel so much more filled up and also curious and creative around my self-study practice because it's like Kate was saying like just show up and then and then it's like oh there are like a million things that I could choose to do so like for one of the self-study because who doesn't have like a list of kind of like random little things that they want to do but like when am I supposed to find the time when am I supposed to do this like uh... and also that there's like space to be inspired in it like one of the self-study hours I did a meditation the meditation inspired me to create a collage I knew I wanted to do my intentions I just like did it all together you know so it's been like a really fun thing that without that net or scaffolding of accountability that the logging on and being here for an hour creates I wouldn't have done on my own and so we've also talked about it as like parallel play in children like how important it is for their development that they don't like yes sometimes play together but like parallel play is that they're just like doing their own thing but in the same room at the same time and so hot take do stuff alongside people another way this shows up that feels wild is like for jake to come to the grocery store with me and just push the cart Mm -hmm. wow i can like actually use my list and check things off i can stay organized i can like go over here and get the thing and then bring it back to the cart without feeling like i'm in the way because he's he's in charge of the cart total like total shift in the amount of energy it takes it takes so much less energy for me at the end of a grocery trip if he has gone with me and it also takes the burden off of like Because there are so many things that, and you know, I'll let you speak to this for yourself, but there are things where I get down on myself sometimes when I'm like, come on, Kate, like, this is a thing you need to do. Like, why don't you just fucking do it? And it's like, well, but if my friend came with me, like, I would really probably like have a nice time and it wouldn't feel so hard. And so it's like also like honoring the ways in which community and people and your people actually support you in doing the things that you do legitimately want to do totally all of that so that's my first hot take yeah hot take parallel play parallel play (laughs) would you call it body doubling yeah yeah okay hot take number two (laughs) is it my responsibility nine times out of ten no that's the hot take. That's that's the hot take. Like, okay. So this has been coming up with my clients. Um, and it is, okay. Here's what it sounds like. Please don't take the nine times out of 10, like actually seriously relax. Okay. So here's what it sounds like. People go, okay, I need to have this conversation with so-and-so. 
it, here's what I feel like I need to say. I need to say all this stuff. But the problem is, is that I know that they're going to respond to me like this. And so then this is what's going to happen for me. And then this is what's going to happen for them. And then they're going to do this. And then I'm going to want to do this. And then just the whole thing is like, so I really probably just shouldn't say anything at all. And what a, when we do that, when you have a conversation like that in your head, you are not going, it's not the same energy as having an open hey, can I just talk through this next thing that's coming up with you? So say I need to have a conversation and calling Ruby, me calling Ruby and being like, hey, listen, I need to have this conversation. I'm worried about how it might go. Can I talk through some of my concerns with you? And so then then I'm talking through maybe what might happen. What are some of my options? What are some things that I can be prepared for? Like it's okay to prepare yourself for a conversation. What it's not okay to do is to automatically decide on your own how it's going to go. And so then therefore you don't have the conversation at all, or you don't do the thing at all because you've already decided how the other person is going to be. And so you've done, instead of letting them do their part, which would be, then they say the next thing. And then you say the next, like, instead of there being a dialogue, you've done it all on your own. You've absolutely disempowered the other person to show up well. You've just already assumed that they're going to show up how, how you assume they're going to show up. And you have taken away their part. You are occupy, occupying, occupying. <laughs> two lanes. You're occupying your lane fully and you're completely bulldozing their lane. So like you have to give the other person, you have to empower the other person, just like how you're empowering yourself to go like, Hey, I can get prepared for this conversation by maybe talking through some of my anxieties or whatever with my friend. And then I can only do my part. And the, your part is only the next step. Your part is only the part that says, Hey, sister, can we have a conversation about blah, blah, blah. That's all your part is in that moment. Their part is to say, um, no, actually, I really don't want to talk to you about that because every time we talk about it, we fight about it. Or B, they might say, now is really not a good time for me, but, but thank you for bringing it up. I do want to make time for it. Can we do it on this other time when I don't feel so stressed about this thing? Can you circle back with me? You know, like they get to say the next thing when you've only said your part. And so I don't actually mean that like nine times out of 10, it's not your responsibility, but then like, um, how the other person responds to you, like, yes, there are strategies for, okay, if I, if I walk up to you and I go really fucking pissed me off when you did this the other day and I'm going to tell you why I'm mad at you. Okay. Whoa. Like, yes, the other person is going to kind of like put up some defenses, right? Like you can strategize how you want to bring something to the table. There's a difference in saying the way that I just said it or like, fuck you for having just said that thing to me. Okay. Yes. Then we might not be surprised when somebody comes up to our defenses with their defenses. It's likely that defenses meet defenses. That's generally how it goes. But so you can strategize how you're going to say something, but the way that the other person responds isn't your job. It's not your job. If, if, if you say to them like, Hey, 
you know, can we, I'm hoping we can make some time to talk about this thing. If they respond with all of their hella defenses about the thing, like what I find and what I've found recently in some clients is that then they completely beat themselves up about how, like, if I had said this thing differently, if I had done this, if I had done this, if I had done this, then they might not have blah, blah. And it's like, no, <laughs> less of that. Cause you're, instead of engaging with like what is actually happening, you're disempowering yourself and saying that there's an exact right way that you should have done this thing. And you're disempowering and completely taking on responsibility for the other person and how they said it and how they responded to you. So less of that, <laughs> less of that is my hot take for what something that we've uncovered during this podcast season. As Jake less would say, of that. as Jake would say, not my pig, not my farm. Not my pig, not my farm. Jake has also said to me before, like, not my dog, not my fight. Um, yeah, not my lane. Like, what else? Like, what else is something that you could say to yourself that would help remind you that you are not responsible for 100% of where there's two people? You're only responsible for your 50% of the thing. And it is disempowering to the other person when you take that away. It is enabling the other person when you take away their power mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. stop it mm -hmm. yeah yeah one I, something that's <clears throat> goes along in this of like what is my responsibility and like responsibility feels like to me it goes along with accountability and mm -hmm. so sometimes too when we're in relationships we take on the responsibility of like holding someone accountable and while it is a beautiful network of support to hold each other accountable um, sometimes I notice uh, the responsibility part can try to micromanage on the front end and like hold someone accountable in advance, which also disempowers them from being able to be an adult, from being able to make their own choices, from being able to follow through, from being able to surprise and delight you. And so like mm -hmm. a great example of this is there's a, a teacher who I work with and um, I was just like observing this interaction at the yoga studio, right? There's uh, a teacher who's like in leadership and then there's a teacher who's about to teach his class and uh, the class was going to start in two minutes and the leadership teacher read her clock wrong and was like, okay, well, it's time. It's time. Are you going to like go in there? And the teacher for the class was like, uh, is it, is it? Uh, uh. Like, cause it's not time. because he was actually very aware of the time and felt surprised mm -hmm. that like, did I miss two minutes or whatever? And the way that that is like inherently disempowering to that teacher versus, okay, let's say that, well, one, he could have just started class on time. That might, that was probably his intention mm -hmm. Two, if for some reason he ended up starting late on time, you can always circle back and have that conversation after like, hey, I noticed you went in a couple mm -hmm. minutes late. Let's talk about time integrity and why it's important for our community. But the way that like getting ahead of the accountability as mm -hmm. a way to try to like keep something bad or uncomfortable from happening is a, an act of disempowerment also. And it's mm -hmm. not your responsibility to mm -hmm. micromanage everyone in your life so that nothing goes wrong. Totally. And also something to consider is, is this question. 
is how you do it better for (laughs) everyone or is it just how you like to do it? Like, (laughs) you know, like some things are okay for you that are not okay for other people and some things that you do are not okay for other people, but it's how you like to do them. So a lot of times maybe somebody doesn't say anything to you about it because it's just how you do it, but maybe it's not at all how they would like to do it or like for it to be done. But that is what it is to be in community with Mm -hmm. other people that sometimes Ruby's going to do it how Ruby wants to do it. And maybe that's not how I would do it, but is how Ruby did it good and you know, like, is it just, uh, is it okay? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And another thing I wanted to say about accountability is that when you're doing, accountability is a funny one because we, it's a lot of times this energy of like, I'm holding you accountable to this. And it's like, okay, did you ask the other person if they have any intention of being held accountable to this thing? You know, like if that teacher had been like, um, you know, Hey, I want to hold all of us accountable to being on time. And then he would have been able to be like, yeah, same. I'm also interested in that. And I know that I have two more minutes before class. You know, like we are both wanting to do accountability. We both want to be accountable to this thing. And we both have the intention of being accountable to this thing. Or like, or uh, like, yeah, my intention is to start. My clock says I still have two minutes. What is your, you know, oh, does your clock say something else? Let's get on, let's get on the same page about this time thing. But it's like when you are holding someone accountable to something that they have no intention of being accountable to, a lot of times then we get mad at the other person and it's like, this is a you problem. You are interested in being accountable to this thing. So what are you doing in your life to be accountable to this thing? Not You don't just get to like micromanage everybody else in your life so that you feel like you are being accountable to the thing. Totally. You can say, I want people in my life who uphold like these values or whatever. Like you can have that, but you can't force somebody else into accountability. It's not at all how accountability works. Wow. I love that. (laughs) And that really like leads into my next hot take, which is supporting each other through curiosity and intentional specific questions. So what I mean by this, obviously curiosity. We talk about that a lot. It's the opposite of judgment. It really creates opening, expansiveness, connection. Try it on. Ask a question. And it's so good. It sounds like I feel curious about this. That's how you could start. (laughs) And something I've learned is that they're not, um, not to be mistaken with like good and bad questions. That's not what I mean. But there are some good and better questions. All questions are good. Ask more questions for sure. And something I've learned about um, giving and receiving support and being in relationship with people is that it can be so helpful and refreshing to be more intentional and specific about the question. I often have come to feel like, especially, um, yeah, like outside of home, like maybe in like a workspace or like a different, like just like a community environment, that someone being like, how can I support you? Often feels like you're just trying to feel good about wanting to thinking that you want to support me, but you're not actually like trying to support me. You're just trying to like check off the list that you asked if you could Mm -hmm. support me, but like, cause now you get to feel supportive. Mm -hmm. And, um, and 
it's good to ask questions. Also, if you can be more specific, it's actually so refreshing and more helpful. So instead of, how can I support you? Maybe, would it feel helpful and supportive for me to change this meeting time so that you have time to eat lunch before you come? Mm-hmm. And then the person gets to actually reflect and either say, oh my gosh, yes, that, that like, I didn't even know that that's exactly what I needed, but you kind of read my mind and that would be awesome. Thank you so much for offering. I actually feel like so supported and seen. Or for Mm -hmm. the person to say, no, you know, actually like I feel okay about having a like a snack in between and I would really like feel good about upholding the integrity of the time that we had scheduled and thank you for asking. I still feel supported and seen. Mm -hmm. But what happens when, you know, like, anything is available it's hard for the brain to organize and grasp on especially in the presence of stress to articulate what it needs so it's very helpful as a a supporting person to be more specific so that then it actually gives the brain somewhere to go and make a yes or no choice and then often from there there is the capacity or expanded bandwidth to articulate an alternative that would work better and so what it looks like is instead of this like how can I support you no I'm good thanks which like on the surface like sounds like it's being supportive doesn't always feel like it's being supportive and so it's turning it into a dialogue where we're actually figuring something out together so that we can all get what we need hmm And the other thing I hear you really speaking to in that is like the energy behind the questions that mm. you ask makes a huge difference because there's the energy behind, how can I support you? And that, even when somebody just says that, that doesn't land anywhere for me. I don't feel seen. I feel like now I have to do some work to figure out what I need to tell the person how they can support me so that they can feel better about like that doesn't feel support it does not feel supportive like the energy of it doesn't actually feel like it's coming from a I have the capacity to make adjustments accordingly so that you can be supported by me how can I support you doesn't say all of that to me but hey do you want to push this do you want to push this meeting back 30 minutes I, I like have you had any lunch today would it be helpful if you went and got some lunch so that then we can like you can feel focused and present and in this thing, like would that actually help? That feels, that feels to me like the person gives a shit. And it's just like different (laughs) in energy. Like it's the same thing when, when somebody says, okay, when you come downstairs getting, you're a child and you've gotten dressed for something and somebody goes, is that what you're wearing? Oh, like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Is that what I'm wearing? Like, or like, oh, you look cute. What? What the fuck do you really want to say to me? You know, like there's people can sense, we can feel the energy behind something. So like part of, part of like your self work and your, like your self study practice is actually learning how to say with your words, what it is that you're really meaning to say. Cause the things that we say have energy and they land for other people. It's the energy doesn't, can't go without like 
energy is a thing, y'all. Like it matters what, what your energy and what it matters, what your intention was. Um, and then the dialogue is like, how has it landed? And the nuances like, did it land? And how can we continue to like adjustment, adjust it accordingly? But like, um, I don't know, like, and that's kind of what we expect you to do when you listen to the podcast. Like if we share like, hey, this can be a great question to ask if for you that lands in a shitty way or if or whatever, like if it just doesn't work for you, then like let it not work for you. That's fine. And then the nuance in the dialogue with us becomes Hey, in, so, okay, so one of the channels, again, in Heartland is, like, questions that I like to be asked because I like coming up with a list of questions, and so I like to put in there, somebody asked me this today, and it felt X, Y, Z, and then for us to all have a dialogue about how does that question feel for you, that gets you closer to home for yourself. It brings you into alignment, like, with yourself and, like, with your energy, Um so yeah, the energy is a really important part of those like questions that or you know, the way that we're conversing with each other. Yeah, and I guess that speaks to, you know, like the difference between true curiosity versus just like asking mm-hmm. questions as a tool. Curiosity mm-hmm. is a way of being. A question mm-hmm. is just some words. So like totally. when you put and there's them together, that's like where presence comes mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Because where there's legit curiosity, that means there's also the energy for listening. Mm. Yeah. But when it's just like questions, then it just feels like you're playing a game of like 20 questions. How can I support you? I'm good. How can I support you? No, I love being here with you. Thanks. Bye. And it's like, mm, everybody lied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in so many of those conversations. Same. How's your day? Fine. How's yours? Fine. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your next hot take? My next hot take. Okay, so I have been single for 10 years, legitimately single for 10 years. And um, a lot of my like self-study practice has been going like, who am I and how do I legitimately like to be in the world? Like I was raised with a very specific, like this is how you're supposed to be. And so what my self-study practice has been is, is going like, okay, with all that information, now who am I actually? And who do I want to be? And how do I actually want to show up in friendships and in relationships? And um, yeah, like as far as accountability goes, like what do I even hold, what do I hold myself accountable to? Who do I, you know, like who am I being who I want to be out in the world? And then also like there's a lot of like uncoupling from the judgments that has had to take place for me because it's like, Um, okay. Like a way that I used to be was I used to be, do a lot of like, um, facilitating friendships. Like I am often like the third person in a friendship, like everybody in this whole room, what they have in common is me. And that's really been great. And I love that about myself, the way that I can bring people together And the facts are, though, is that in a room like that, when that is the situation, I often feel lonely because what I'm doing is facilitating the relationships instead of being in them. And so what I've had to learn for myself to do is a lot less of navigating other people, like being like a go-to support person for connecting people, 
because I am a great connector and I love connecting people, but I've had to uncouple for myself that I feel lonely in those situations often. And so therefore, how am I connecting for myself? And so what I, the way that the hot take for me is like, um, like if you're dating, if you're in the like process of dating, like, are you being the kind of partner that you would want to find? Like, are you behaving in, in the way that Like, are you playing the game of dating or are you like actually showing up as yourself? And so like for me, this shows up as like, I liked, I am somebody who likes to make plans and I will communicate, especially in the first little bit of dating, like, hey, I like to make plans. So I don't want to text you forever. If you want to see me, I need for you to make plans. And I'll say that a few times. And then what I do is I go, is this person showing up in the way that I would want to show up, have a partner show up with me, or are they not doing that at all? And so again, this goes with the responsibility thing. Like for a a lot of times I'd be like, well, am I making all the plans? But I'm like, Kate, you can make 50% of the plans. They can make the other 50% of the plans. If I want to have a partner who makes plans, who has the capacity to make plans. So like, I am somebody who makes plans. I do that. And I want somebody else who can also do that so that 100% of the plan making burden is not always on me. I do not want a foundation of that in a relationship. And so, yeah, it's like, are you being the person, the, are you being the coworker that you want to see in the world? Are you being the partners that you want to see in the world? Like, are you doing what's necessary to do hopefulness in action? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because we love to be like, this is what you should do. We love to do that. And it feels righteous for us to be able to be, to sit back and be like judgmental of everything. And then I'm like, I'm uninterested in the judges. I'm interested in who else is out here on the playing field. That is what matters to me. Not the judges, you know, who sit and tell you what they should do. And what I will say is that a lot of times, speaking of the old Instagram, a lot of times those judges live on their own Instagram pages. And that's fine. That's a great place for them to live and for them to stay (laughs) on their Instagram pages. You know, what they don't get to do is come into my like playing field and tell me how to play my Mm -hmm. game. But I get to choose how I play my game. So like, do I want a partner who's interested in me and my life? Yes. But instead of just trying to force somebody to be interested in me and my life, first, I want to be interested in them and their life. If on the, if they don't want to return that to me, that's about them. It's not about me. And so then I get to go like, hey, listen, this has been fun. You seem really cool. And I know a lot about you. And these are all of the interesting things about you. On the flip side, I don't feel like you know anything about me at all and that you have any interest in me at all. And I want to be with somebody who feels interested in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of playing field, where is your playing field that you want to be playing with this partner in? And like go to that playing field, you know, physically, if it's like, I was talking to a client this week about like uh, 
yeah, dating apps versus like meeting in the wild. And, and she was just like, well, I've thought a lot about like, these are some things that I imagine that like, I would want to do with my partner, or I would want my partner to support me in doing or I would want my partner to be curious about. And so I've decided to just sign up for some of those things and show up in those communities. Because that's like where my people are going to be. That's the playing field where I want to play. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. If you want to be outside, go outside. <laughs> right? You're not. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you don't you don't want to meet someone who never goes outside if you love to be outside. So, OK. And then we can loop together what what your first hot take was, Ruby, is like you can also recognize, OK, part of the reason that I want a partner who likes to to part of the reason that I want a partner to do these things with me is because it's easier for me to do this thing that I already know that I want to do when I can do it with somebody else. So you can recognize, wow, there is a big block for me in doing this thing because I want to be, because it would feel more supportive if somebody else was doing this thing with me. Yeah. And like, you can live with the honesty of that and you can go, and I can still go to the botanical gardens by myself. Totally. Which is part and of... And also maybe when you have a partner, you'll do that more often because you both want to be doing that. Totally. And that like loops back into our conversation earlier about participating in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sweet. My next hot take that has been on the top of my mind with my word of the year as abundance is choose your thoughts. Hot take. Choose your thoughts. And like, totally. yes, there are definitely invasive thoughts thoughts and our brains you know have a little survival mind of their own they think they're helping us out a lot when sometimes they're not and I saw some statistic this morning I'm sure I won't get it right but you'll get the gist that the average human has like I don't know tens of thousands like almost a hundred thousand thoughts a day and of those like 80 percent of them are the same no this this statistic said 80 mm-hmm. percent of them are negative statistically yeah damn and then I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. heard I've heard the statistic before too that like I don't know most of them are the same right like we have the same thoughts over and over yeah we've all experienced that um and so it has been really helpful for me and like I feel like like what a rudimentary hot take but also that just like as we have leaned into the duality project more fully and also like launch this podcast and like chosen to participate and do the things that we want to have happen that um the whole process everything every day feels better when I have some thoughts that I've chosen to have that I'm choosing some thoughts and sometimes that just looks like at the beginning of the day I wake up tired and I'm just like I'm gonna have a good day I'm gonna have fun today I'm going to take really good care of myself today and that these are like thoughts that I'm choosing and to like reaffirm myself so that then I can like live into that energy instead of like the default tired. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And like, Mm -hmm. when is anything ever going to like happen or, you know, like the negative Mm -hmm. place that the mind naturally goes. And so like having a thought to choose, um, if you're in the practice of yoga, like a word that resonates here is like mantra or if you've ever worked with affirmations those might be similar things and um yeah it's been helpful for me to just think of it more simply like it doesn't even have to be fancy it doesn't have to have a fancy like word to it it's just like pick the thought choose the thought 
Totally. And it's also like by doing that, you are giving credit to, so if 80% of our shit is negative, then that means that 80% of our effort needs to go into supporting the positive stuff instead of just randomly believing the negative shit. Like, why are we so quick to be like, um, you know, if you wake up tired, you like believe, like the go-to thing is like, I believe how tired I am. I believe that I'm going to have this tired, heavy day. But like, what if instead of the energy going into affirming the negative, what if the energy goes into like affirming the positive? It's like, we, we have a harder time believing the positive thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do some work, put some energy there Mm -hmm. so that it becomes a little bit easier to believe that thing. Totally. And even develop some proof. You've heard us talk about like creating the proof for yourself. Yeah. It is all about creating the proof or like, and looking for the proof. And even in what you're speaking to, right? Like affirming the positive could be as simple as shifting the dialogue from, oh my God, I have a big day. I'm going to be so tired all day to, I could actually squeeze in a 20 minute nap after lunch I'm gonna do that and then like make the choice to have the reaffirming thought that that's gonna happen and then do it and then even just like when I tell myself like I want this today I'm so much more likely to follow through and do that and give those things to myself and like even as simple as like I want to have fun today I notice myself I give myself more opportunities to have fun and enjoy and my brain like remembers it in the moment when I'm like not enjoying something to be like hey we want to have fun so like I don't know turn on the music or like take the work outside or whatever it is it's attunement yeah (laughs) because you're like once you name it then you're a little bit more attuned to that thing and you're a little bit more attuned to like yeah yeah like earlier in this in self-study hours I was doing this I'm doing you know my post-it project and I want it to be fun because I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, and I've been talking about this particular project for like a couple of weeks now and I've been wanting to do it. And I realized like something feels a little off. And I was like, music, where is it? Let's go. You know, like what's the vibe? And I turned on some fun music and that like elevated the entire process because I felt attunement to my wanting to do this mm. and feeling good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Choose your thoughts. Make your choices. Make your own choices. That's the hot take. And also maybe the hot take is, is like, you're making choices, whether you think you're making them or not. You know, that's like, who, who is the thing that's like, whether you think you can or you think you can't. You're right. You're correct. Yeah. You're right. You know, like, yeah. So, so, okay. So what are you doing? You know? (laughs) Totally. And you really can, like, I don't know. I think we give so much credit to those like negative thoughts as if they're like okay something else okay in the same vein you can attune to am i bypassing a thing am i bypassing something or am i or am i just choosing something else you know because like it's not bypassing when you wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, I'm tired. It's like, yeah, you literally just open your eyes. It makes sense that you (laughs) still feel tired because like 10 seconds ago, it was nighttime for you, you know? And like, now you're welcome to the world. And so like in this actual moment, like, yeah, are you feeling tired? But do you, are you like chronically tired? Are you not getting the rest that you need? Do you need some support? You know, like, and so And so that's one thing. But the other thing is like, you know what? I feel tired in this moment, but you know what I'm really looking forward to today? 
Totally. Why? Because I'm going to do some fun things and I'm going to turn on some music and get some things done that I need to get done. And I'm looking forward to getting those things done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got any other hot takes, Rubes? We just have one more. And I thought maybe you could like. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Bring us into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I was just in this, I just finished this year long coaching program. The best thing that I got from this coaching program was the, um, the visual image. Okay. Imagine that you're watching like a, um, you're watching a bud open or something, a bud, a flower bud. Um, and it's going, it's like a time lapse. It will like open some. And then in the nighttime, it closes up a little bit and then it'll open some more and then it'll close up a little bit and it'll open some more and then it will close up a little bit. So like long story short, this is going to ebb and flow for you. There are going to be periods of your time where you're like, wow, I'm really in like an opening phase and I'm, I feel open and available and blah, blah, blah. I feel healing. And then something else is going to happen and things are going to start to feel more closed for you. But that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that sometimes you feel more open and sometimes you feel more closed. And like, So what happens when a flower bud like closes? It's doing something like there's a reason for that. Like during the daytime, it has to open up to get the sun to make the food to do the things. And in the nighttime, it has to like digest and let that stuff like settle and process. Like processing takes energy and effort. And so you can't always just be like open and exposed. Sometimes you will feel more closed off. Sometimes you will feel a little bit more lonely. It's not about not having the ebbs and flows. It is about meeting those things. You know, like everything in the, everything in nature has ebbs and flows, tides, seasons, trees, fish, you know, nature, <laughs> everything in nature has nature. these seasons and nature. It's so neat. And we like operate as if we are like some sort of like linear math problem mm-hmm. to be solved. And it's like, no, we are nature to neat. Mm-hmm. You know, like our job is to be nature who natures, you know? And like what Ruby was talking about, this like, uh, this like natural process of evolution Flowers don't have to do anything to, they just are like, they have the systems in place to take in the food, to do the things. And also if like the environment isn't right for that flower, then that thing will die and then it will regurgitate into the world and become part of the next thing. So it's like, like, I don't know, like relax, Yeah, you know, like it is okay. If you don't feel open to something, you can be like, I really don't feel open to that. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I love how you're uh, reminding us that like the presence of the ebb specifically does not mean that you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not right where you need to be. It doesn't mean that you're behind. It doesn't mean you haven't worked hard enough. It doesn't mean that you just need to dig a little deeper and dig yourself out of it. It just is. You know, like I remember I was telling my therapist in like spring 2019, I remember being like, Jessica, something's coming. 
and I was I was like something's coming for like a year and I was like so, you know like something's coming and then obviously 2020 came and then it has felt you know like it felt like an ebb for like two and a half years mm-hmm. for me and I told Jessica I was like I feel like I'm in a sausage grinder when will we be on the other side like when you know like when will the grinding be over yes. the sausage gr- like the you know push through when will that be over you know (laughs) and obviously she had no answer for me unfortunately and hate that (laughs) and even in the ebb you know like I can look at the ebb and it had its own cycle within it of like um Mm -hmm. alarm challenge pivoting um processing all the little things that came up and then also like a whole year at least of really turning inward and like during this like two and a half years I had one of the like rest I had yeah rest for sure I had one of the like least it was one of the least hopeful phases of my life and at the same time it was a it was a strange duality because at the same time I was like also I feel like the most seen and loved and also like I know I'm in the right direction and I feel just like do I believe in anything anymore but also like clearly I do because things are happening and so it's so normal in especially those ebb periods for there to be some cognitive dissonance for there to be some like Mm -hmm. really like rumbling with your soul about like okay what's going on where am I and and it's enough it takes a lot as it is And it's unnecessary for us to make it mean that we've done something wrong, that you've, like, aren't good enough, that you haven't, like, done Mm -hmm. enough, that you need to, like, do more now. It's, like, whew, it's hard enough and, like, big enough as it is to, like, let that stuff fall away and, like, yeah, listen in those times for even when it's time to rest. It's, like, okay, well, this is where I'm at, but I don't have to fix that. I'm just going to, like see what happens you know and that's like the curiosity and the openness being there because always the flow comes back yeah you cannot force the flow those are our hot takes from season one of the podcast wow a whole season you know like okay I do want to say that um something that I feel like I want to be more intentional about with us in our work specifically is celebrating our wins and really making special time, attention, acknowledgement for those wins. And yeah, I'm just saying that out loud because it's a really big deal that we have done a whole season of this podcast and that we have another season planned. Wow. Yeah, totally. Go us. High five. Yeah, Ruby. <laughs> and go all y'all for like being with us and being and like that's that's a really another like uh we were talking about something earlier in the ways that like and I meant to say this then, but like just in talking about how important like our your network is. Like have and maybe I was thinking when you were talking about like body doubling, like some for us with this podcast, like yes, we have each other to like body double in that way. So it's like we both have to sit down and we're getting to have a conversation. And also like um it is wildly impactful to our intrinsic motivation that you are externally present with us. Like, cause it would be yucky if we were doing oh, a podcast yeah. that we love and enjoy as much as we do this without getting any feedback from you. 
it wouldn't be as magical as it feels. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying and loving and experience, experiencing being celebrated and seen. And so that's what you help us feel is like celebrated and seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. The self-study program gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you show up. It offers a container for inquiry and self-discovery. It's a place for you to land. When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. Your self-study practice fosters autonomy, yes and thinking, and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. May you be celebrated. May you be a hot take. May you be together. May you be hopeful. See you in season two. All right, we'll see you in season two. Wow. Bye.